Welcome, I'm Amy Kelly, also known as the Ish Girl. What's an Ish Girl? She's someone who has humorous grace with herself after discovering she's messed up or flaked out again. Something that comes in handy if you're working with or raising middle schoolers. A former middle school teacher and mom to two teens of my own, I know the hair pulling, heart filling, crazy making, and joy filled experiences that come with teens. I created the In the Middle of It podcast for teachers and parents just like you who want to support and impact the teens in your life. Each week, I'll be sharing stories and strategies to encourage and equip you so that you can truly become the grown up your teens remember, a meaningful mentor who helped them find their way. Hey there, friends. I am so excited that you're with me today. I am going to be continuing to talk about the road to independence with our middle schoolers in a conversation that we started last week. Now, if you have middle schoolers, well, first off, congratulations. Lucky, lucky you. And I say that without any irony, because truly middle schoolers are some of my favorite people on the planet. Secondly, if you have them, you know that they can be funny and surprising in a great way. They can also be volatile or erratic or fiercely righteous and, to use a Southern word, a little bit squirrely. Middle schoolers speak the things out loud that we grown-ups know to whisper. And sometimes those things do need to be shouted out with a bullhorn, no matter how uncomfortable it makes us and others. Now, in the last episode, I talked about how to manage ourselves in those moments when we're uncomfortable and in the hard moments in general with our middle schoolers. And if you want an even deeper dive into it, you can grab the resource that I created called The Road to Independence Self-Management. There's a link to that in my show notes at theishgirl.com EP141. Now, again, back to if you have middle schoolers, you probably already know that developmentally, this is when kids start pulling away and forming their own identities. And while this is normal and even great and good, it can be frustrating and challenging for parents and teachers in the moment. As the grown-ups on the front lines, our job is to usher our middle schoolers into independence. And that is no small task, friends. Learning to balance choices and freedoms and responsibilities and dole them out at the appropriate times. And again, this is something I started talking about in the last episode, the road to independence and how we as teachers and parents can help our teens grow and strengthen their independence muscle. We want them to be adults who can practice good time management, including things like studying, socializing, and self-care. We want them to be able to utilize necessary life skills like cooking and cleaning and laundry and money management. We want them to be resourceful and know how to problem solve and to be able to regulate their emotions and to live out their values, beliefs, and priorities. I know we could add to that list all day long, but PhD Carl Pickhart did a great job summing up independence into four key areas. According to him, they are responsibility. It's someone who shows up and follows through on commitments and accountability. That's when people are able to resolutely face consequences when they've messed up or made a mistake and they reconcile and make restitution when it's appropriate. We want to have our middle schoolers be adults who are industrious. That's when they know how to work diligently and can really identify their wants and needs and know how to work towards fulfilling those things. 
And that last trait of being independent is resourcefulness. Someone who's able to problem solve and implement solutions. So the issue is that the middle school years are messy and the lines are blurry. We may be just as erratic as our teens when it comes to giving our kids more independence. Some days we wanna let them get behind the wheel and other days we don't even wanna consider that. And add to that our teens' own frustrations. This is such a critical age that's filled with rules and to-dos for them, while at the same time, they're getting the message that they need to be more self-sufficient and build more independence, to be more responsible, accountable, industrious, and resourceful. But the big question is, how do we move past the messiness and help them get started moving in the direction of growth towards independence, right? We want to move them along the road. And it's hard to know what the mile markers are as we move along that road. Now, I have found that on that road to independence, one of the best vehicles that we can jump into is choice. Now, when you hear that word as a parent or teacher, it might send a jolt of anxiety or overwhelm through you because giving your middle schoolers choices might make you feel like you're giving up control or it might even strike fear in your hearts because they're not doing well with the responsibilities and freedoms that they have right now. And it might even baffle you. How do we know when they're ready for choices, when they're ready to get on the road or move towards the next mile marker on that road to independence? Now, it might be helpful to know that some of the things you're experiencing right now with your middle schoolers might be pointing to the need for more independence. So ask yourself these questions. Do you find yourself frequently at odds with your teens? Are they complaining that they're always being told what to do? Are they maybe disengaged or unmotivated? If you answered yes to any of those, it is probably time to help your middle schooler move to the next level of independence. But why use choices? So it turns out that choice fosters independence, and it also fosters meaningful conversations between us and our teens, which is always a great thing. Now at school, choice allows teachers to tap into learning styles and student interest, and it's also a quick way to spark engagement and personal ownership. At home, it allows teens to see their place and take ownership in the family and ownership of their responsibilities. When giving choices is working well, teens become active partners with the adults in their lives. Now, adults don't give up control, but they scaffold independence for teens by gradually shifting control and independence onto their teens. Now, I don't know about you, I had to look up scaffolding. I wasn't exactly sure what it meant. So in case you don't know what it is off the top of your head, like me, what it means is breaking up learning into chunks and providing a tool or a structure with each chunk. Now, I included a link in my show notes to a great explanation of it if you want to dig in a little bit further. Now, if you're like me, it can also be helpful to look at the long-term benefits of the things that are challenging or frustrating with my middle schoolers in the moment. And there are so many benefits to helping our middle schoolers develop their independence muscle through choices. Here are 10 ways that choices benefit our middle schoolers and lead them toward independence. Number one, it empowers them. Number two, it gives them ownership. Number three, it grows their self-management skills. Number four, it increases self-efficacy. 
And number five, it cultivates self-agency. Now, I'm going to pause here for just a second because, again, I had to look a couple of these things up. So you might not know exactly what they mean, too. If you're like me, you maybe had a general idea. But just in case, I wanted to make sure that I understood what self-efficacy and personal agency or self-agency is. So self-efficacy refers to an individual's belief in his or her capacity to execute behaviors necessary to produce specific performance attainments. Okay, I'm going to read that again to help you process and to help me process, honestly. Okay, self-efficacy refers to an individual's belief in his or her capacity to execute behaviors necessary to produce specific performance attainments. So it really reflects confidence in the ability to have control over one's own motivation and behavior and social environment, right? So it's confidence in your ability to get things done and to work well in whatever environment you're in. Now, personal agency or self-agency, that's the actual ability to act in any given situation. So if you wanna know more and dive deeper, I've shared a couple of great articles, again, in my show notes about personal agency. So that link is theishgirl.com forward slash EP142. Okay, back to our benefits. Number six is that choices inherently communicate respect. You respect that your teens have preferred ways of working and being able to produce the best results. And again, I have a great article about that in my show notes. Now, also number seven, when adults shift into this facilitator or observer role, when we give our middle schoolers choices, we're able to support teens in a more individualized way in their developmental process. And number eight, positive support and communication increases and strengthens the bond between you and your middle schooler. Number nine, there are actually some pretty great natural byproducts of giving choices as well. So in school, it can create a positive classroom learning environment, and it can also create high student engagement and motivation. And at home, it can create the sense of belonging and a sense of contributing. And overall, just it's helping with positive self-image as their personal agency grows. Last but certainly not least, number 10, The more invested a student is or a middle schooler is in their own learning, the greater their accomplishments can be and the greater their commitment to lifelong learning. And I don't know about you, but that is one of those skills with independence that I really want my teens to have, which is that desire and passion for lifelong learning. The key to using choices with our middle schoolers is we have to start conversations about where they're feeling out of control or maybe stifled by too many rules. We need to talk through those areas with them and then start small. We can build on those choices as they show that they can maintain the choices that we've already given them. And also I would encourage you, don't be afraid to step in if they've tried to do too much too soon or if you've tried to let them do too much too soon. You can absolutely adjust to a level of independence that they can manage. The caution that I would give you here is to avoid shame in this. This is a journey and everyone has to course correct as they travel. 
And not only is it not helpful, it can actually be harmful to shame your students or even yourself or your children or even yourself because they're not able to step up to what the choices that you've given them. Choice doesn't have to be hard. And while it can be easy to lean towards one extreme like nagging or the other enabling, we don't have to be either. Neither we nor our middle schoolers will benefit from that. So keep the rule of thumb in mind that if they can do it, they should be doing it and trust in the process. Remember, we're playing the long game. This will build their independence and self-confidence eventually. And don't forget, the key to building independence in your teen is meaningful conversation. It's taking small steps in the right direction because it all adds up. Now, if you're a parent or a teacher and you're thinking, oh my gosh, this sounds great, but my teen or my middle schoolers, this won't work with them, I hear you. And so next week in the next episode, I am going to be talking about practical ideas for choice at school and at home. And I would love for you to join me for that. We're going to dive deeper into that idea of scaffolding and what this whole independence experience might look like for our middle schoolers. Okay, friends, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I so, so, so appreciate the privilege of being a voice in your ears. And If in the middle of it has helped you in any way, I would truly love for you to give the show a five-star rating on iTunes. And if you're feeling particularly generous, I would love for you to leave a review. Truly, it is the best way to help others find the show. And spoiler alert, it also thrills me to my toes. I might even share it during an episode. So from an ish girl who is giving thanks that my sweet family will all be under one roof next week. I am so grateful to be in the middle of it together.